Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. The Big Ten Roundtable Part 2. Part 1 was so much fun that we had to do it again. And I have the privilege and the honor of having Jake Moody, kicker for the Michigan Wolverines, and James McCourt, the kicker for the Illinois Fighting Illini on the Simple Kicking Show for the Big Ten Roundtable Part 2. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome to the lounge. Welcome to the lounge. <laughs> Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, we're gonna have Great some. To be here. We're gonna have some fun here for the next 20, 25 minutes or so. And I wanted to focus on competition. Both you guys have been in unique situations in that you have competed for your job. So, as we open this up, what does it take to compete at the highest level in Big Ten football? Yeah. So. I mean, competing in Big Ten football is you, you got to show up every single day uh, ready to work. Um, your competition is going to work just as hard, if not harder, to try and beat you out. So you really got to come in uh, focused every single day. You can't take any days off because that gives your opponent or uh, your competition like a leg up. So you really want to come to work hard every single day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something that's – difficult but at the end of the day you do appreciate the competition because um it makes you know all parties better and at the end of the day if you have that kind of attitude that if you're competing to make each other better and the best products out there on the field it'll help the team win and but when it comes down to competing you know every day in the grind of you know spring ball and fall camp it's just about kind of, you know, staying solid between the ears more than anything. You guys are both there or how many people are competing. You're all there because you have the same talent. It's just who can, you know, stay solid and who can, you know, miss a kick and bounce back, have a bad day, bounce back and not get too much in their head, you know, and that's, that goes to kicking in general and games and everything, but competing, you know, and I think competing preps you more for the season, in my opinion, you know, mentally it puts you your mental state in kind of a game type situation, in all practices. So I don't think anything comes bad out of competing. You talked about missed kicks in like practice, right? You learned how to miss. And then you said a key word bounce back. Bouncing back is just any, you know, any good sports, you know, sports person can have the ability to fall and and bounce back and get back on their feet. You know, Jake can can attest to that, you know, people miss kicks, you know, golf, people miss putts, tennis people miss serves it's how it's part of sports you know um but it's how you respond you look at Goskowski a couple of weeks ago a guy went you know one for four in field goals and came back and had to make the game winner and he drilled it and that's really all that matters at the end of the day so yeah I always like to uh say that your most important kicks your next kick yeah. so just forget about what happened and move on to the next kick because you can't let something that happened in the past affect your next kick because that one could be more important than the one before that. Definitely. And that kind of took me a little bit to realize, um, and kind of when you have that mentality of a one kick mentality, um, 
that really kind of helped me, you know, even in this game that you're just pulling up the Wisconsin game. I missed a kick earlier in the game, a similar distance going the same way. It was like left hash going the same way and I missed it. And, you know, I didn't even think about that kick, you know, uh, running out for this one. You couldn't, um, but yeah, kind of fish off the, what they say, fish off the, or water off the duck's back. I'm thinking of fish. This is number six, Wisconsin, who's ranked, or who's undefeated, 6-0, and at home against Illinois. You guys are 2-4, and and you miss this kick, you lose, you make this kick, you win. There's four seconds on the clock. You had previously missed a kick going this direction at Zupkin Field. Yep. Yep, going. I was on the left hash. I think it was like a, I don't know, forty-ish, forty, four to forty-five yard. I don't really remember, but going the same way. It was in the first quarter. You know, I had this funny. This game, I had a it was probably one of my worst warm-ups um, that I remember. Uh, I was this wasn't hitting my kickoffs well. I was missing more kicks, and I showed him warm-ups, and I hit a kickoff out of bounds in the first quarter, and then I missed a field goal, and I kind of went into the locker room at halftime. And we were still in the game, you know. It was one of those games. The coaches were coming up to me saying, you know, we're going to need you. We're going to need you. Stay stay in it. Stay in it. And, uh, yeah, I kind of – kind of at that at the halftime of this game, I kind of realized that one-kick mentality, how important that was. Um, and, you know, that helped me definitely was the reason I made that kick. Jake, what do you see when you're watching this? Um, I – I actually remember watching this live. Uh, I was sitting in my hotel room right before we played Penn State, and uh, me and my roommate were watching this game as it happened. And uh, I remember that they were talking about how uh, James missed a kick earlier in the game going the same way. So um, I knew he was going to nail it, though, because you can you can just tell. He goes out there with a lot of confidence. I knew he was a great kicker, so I knew he was going to go out there and nail it. And uh, – he didn't let his previous kick get into his head and just went out there and did his job. So I'm obviously a kicking nerd, and I've got chills. I don't know why chills are going down my left leg when I'm right-footed. Um, but <laughs> dude, this just takes so many, so much balls and so much courage. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's a kid that, and I, and I want to ask this question with you guys. I was DMing with a with a, another kicker at a major D1 school, and he's an f- incoming freshman, and he's just like, man, I'm just so hard on myself. Like I strive for perfection. And I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with that, but, dude, you missed – you had a kickoff out of bounds. You had a crappy warm-up. You missed a kick, and then you come in here. Like, we talk about one-kick mentality, but, dude, it's so much different when you actually do it. Yeah, it is. And, like – it's crazy with this kick. It's probably I remember, I remember le- everything leading up to it more than any other kick. Not even because of the situation, just because how calm I felt, um, like during this. You know, I kind of, I decided in my mind before the kick that I was going to make it. And like there was other kicks like earlier in the season where I went out there, you know, and I was, I was kind of like, shoot, I have to make this. You know, I had I'm, that kind of change. I went, I didn't go out there on this kick thing, I have to make this. I was like, I'm going to make it like this. There was no, there was no question of me missing this one. And, you know, I remember, like, like I said, early in the season, I think against like Minnesota, I went out there for a kick and I don't know why, but I was just not comfortable in the situation. And I was just so worried about the end result and not really worried about my whole process leading up to it. And 
I kind of took a step back after that game and I was like, listen, just focus on leading up to the kick, you know, control the controllables. Don't worry about the result. And, uh, that helped me a bunch in this situation because honestly, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize, I did realize it was a game winner, but in my head, I was kind of just like, you know, you're going to make it. And that word just kept going through my head. It was never, I have to. And that helped me a lot. You know, there's, there's a similarity you and Keith Duncan have not only that you guys have kicked a game winner against a highly ranked team, but you guys both passed out <laughs> at the bottom of a pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a bit nuts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but you learn that mindset by competing for the job. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Uh, it's kind of like when I came in here to Illinois, I was put on scholarship. Um, I was recruited as a scholarship kicker, and I kind of I kind of put uh, – not a burden on myself, but I kind of put that pressure on myself that I have to be the starting guy day one. You know, this team invested in me out of high school, and if I wasn't the starting kicker day one, then I was going to let down my family, let down the coaches that recruited me. And all this added a pressure before I even kicked a ball here, just completely, you know, backfired on me. And – I didn't even know what competition was, honestly, coming in. Uh, Chase, he was a redshirt sophomore at the time who was a walk-on. He was just grinding his butt off to, you know, get his opportunity. And I came in and I was like, who is this guy? Like, he was making all his kicks of practice, was mentally wired in, and I had never heard of him. And look at him, like, he's kicking on Sundays. And so, and that his mentality and how he approached competition completely helped molded how I was going to approach it. And it made us both better kickers. I think, you know, I have a reason for his success and he has a reason for my success. And we both communicate that with each other because that us pushing each other, each camp, you know, each time with a healthy relationship, you know, it was never, it was always the, the, for the better of the team as a whole, really kind of help propel us both forward and, and kind of our whole KPS room now, has a kind of the same uh, mentality and uh, yeah, I think we're all mentally pretty sharp. Yeah. So uh, with, with me, uh, I was kind of the opposite. I, I came in uh, not knowing exactly when I would start playing. Um, I came in behind Quinn Nordine, who's one of the best in the entire country. Um, he, he made a lot of big kicks the year before I went to college. So uh I was almost going in with the mindset that uh, I had to kind of wait to kick field goals until he left. So uh, I guess that that could have been a good thing because I wasn't really worried about letting anybody down and I only had anything to gain from it. So I just went in with the great attitude every single day that I was just going to try and do my best. And um, it ended up working out in the end. I had a couple field goals, a couple games with field goals my freshman year. And uh, we split time sophomore year. So um, I think that going in with kind of like a, almost like a blank mindset that like you're not really having any expectations could also be a good thing. Um, so just kind of going in there and just doing the best you got, uh, I think that can really help a lot of kickers. Yeah, I think you bring you bring up a pretty good point where James kind of had some expectations. Look, they're investing in me. 
they have expectations that I'm going to perform at a certain level. Some people can call that pressure. On the flip side, you have another kind of mindset. It's another approach. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's worse. It's just different, which is, look, I just have a blank slate today. Yeah, I mean, uh, every, everybody's different. There's plenty of different situations that people are put in. Um, you got to really just use whatever works for you. Um, I've tried different mindsets with kicking, and um, I've kind of narrowed it down to just – I got to go in with the mindset that I just got to perform uh, the best that I can. I can't worry about anybody else. And it's just me and the uh, goalposts out there. I can't worry about what anybody else is doing. I got to just do the best that I can. This is James McCourt. He's the kicker at Illinois and Jake Moody kicker at Michigan. And what we're talking about now is going into the mindset and digging deep a little bit on what kind of mindset gets you feeling confident? The feeling like, I'm ready. I'm going to make this kick. James talked about it a little bit earlier. Jake, you're learning it right now. On the last Big Ten roundtable, Keith Duncan talked about trigger words. And one of his trigger words was opportunity. And as a 2019 Lou Groza finalist, the dude had plenty of opportunities and he converted nearly all of them. Do you guys have any trigger words or any kind of ways that help you flip the switch so that you have that hundred percent confidence that you're going to make that kick? You know, uh, for me, it's kind of, I just try and envision, you know, or feel like feel the feeling of how one moment, uh, like a positive moment in my career. Like I try and replicate that feeling over and over again before a kick. Um, I kind of, for some reason when we played Nebraska last year, I just felt, I felt super confident rolling out in the field. You know, I just knew I wasn't going to miss a kick that day and I was hitting the ball really well in warmups and that feeling that I had, I take with me before field goals, you know, for some reason I could say the word like Nebraska before kick just in my mind. And that right there is like, just kind of gives me kind of just that feeling of how I hit the ball that day. Um, just, kind of captivate, like just, just brings it all together for me. And it's so strange because I've worked with, uh, I tried, I've tried a lot of things, you know, different trigger words like smooth and whatever, just stuff to help me. But I, I really don't like thinking too much before my kicks. Um, you know, maybe one swing thought, you know, just, and it could change all the time. I can't like, sometimes I'm like, I just got to keep my head down, finish the kick, uh, just like for one extra second. So I'll just be like, you know, walking back there and I'll say it out loud sometimes even I'm just like, you know, just head down. And that alone for me kind of does help. I mean, I'm always trying to learn new stuff with it, um, with the mental side, because, you know, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate it, the mental aspect and mental approach to kicking as much as I do now when I first started out. And I think it's really changed. And it's something that I'm still really trying to work on because, you know, last year was my first year uh, as a starter. And, you know, I made some good kicks. I made some long kicks, but I also missed a lot of kicks that I probably should have made. And for me, it goes back to my mental approach towards that game, my mental approach to that kick. Uh, for some reason I had, I had issues with shorter kicks last year. So my mental approach this off season has all, all been about 45 yards and in. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not really, uh, like a trigger word kind of guy. 
Um, I, I, I kind of have a phrase that I like to tell myself and it's just keep it simple, stupid. Um, just don't, don't overthink anything. Um, because for me, whenever I'm thinking about too much at once, that's when bad things happen. So whenever I'm trying to work on stuff in practice, then that's it's practice. Um, but when it comes time for a game or any kind of big kick, I just kind of know that from all that practice that I've done that um, all I really need to do is just go out there and just do like what I naturally always do and don't think about too much. And I'll, I'll just think like make it or put it through the uprights. I'm not really thinking about anything in specific. Yeah. Like when you dumb it down, like whenever I'm in like a slump or something in the off season or even in season when I'm just not kicking the ball and you just dumb it down to like, you know, all you're doing is just kicking a ball through two yellow sticks and like not really thinking about anything else. It's just like, like I try and relate because I like, I love golf and whenever I'm out there and I'm swinging and I'm watching, you know, an hour of YouTube videos before I go out and I'm trying to figure out my rotation and all that stuff. I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't, when I think about this stuff, like it doesn't help me at all. When I go out there and just do what I do and it's not even that good, I play way better than when I go out there trying to, you know, be like someone I'm not. So yeah, when you say like, when you dumb it down, I kind of like that, you know, uh, I feel like keep it simple is like the best thing you can do. And I mean, you look at some of the NFL kickers, like all those guys do what they don't try and change their swing for different and try and mimic each other or anything. Everyone just swings their own swing and goes out there and does a great job. And yeah, once you start kind of comparing yourself, I feel like to other people and how they're doing, then that's when I, I think you need to take a step back and just you know dumb it down. Dumb it down, keep it cool, and have fun with it. That was a quote from Blake Mazza. He is the kicker at Washington State, and he was on uh, the Pac-12 roundtable we had a week ago. He said that the big change in his 2018 to 2019 season was his mindset. It completely shifted. The dude was nearly 28 percentage points better in one season. From dumbing it down, he's like, exactly what you just said, James. It's a brown ball. Those are, it's a stupid brown ball. Those are yellow posts. <laughs> and I'm trying to put this ball through those posts. Yeah, once you just dumb it down, exactly. This is a ball and it has to go in the air through posts. It doesn't really matter how it gets there at the end of the day. You know, there's no, there's no video in newspapers or whatever. So, yeah, exactly. Where does the complicated stuff come in? Where, do, where does it, when does it start creeping in? It doesn't creep in when you're 10 and you're just out there kicking a football. When you're 13, 14, maybe not there either. Does it start to creep in after kicking camps? Does it creep in in college? Like, when did it all get jumbled up for us? Um, I think that once you start going to like all the kicking camps and stuff and they're trying to teach kind of like one like perfect form and just um they're, they're kind of trying to make us like cookie cutter like we all gotta swing the exact same way um i don't i don't really like that approach to teaching kicking i think that like james said earlier everybody has their own natural swing um there's definitely 
certain things that people could definitely benefit from, from watching other people's film. Um, but I think that to really like get the most out of your swing, you need to find somebody at like a higher level than you. So I like to watch Harrison Butker. I like to watch a lot of his film um, because I think that we have pretty similar swings. So I'll, I'll watch his film and pick up a few things from him, but I'm not trying to change my swing to look exactly like his because I think that everybody has their own swing. And so I just don't like how complicated it gets at all the camps where they're trying to teach this perfect form for everybody. There is no perfect golf swing, is there, James? No, not at all. There's no, <laughs> there's no perfect kicking swing. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, once I kind of shifted my whole uh, like mindset to being kind of a more nat, like quote unquote natural kicker, and got away from being super, uh, you know, technical and micromanaging like every small detail, like how long my jab was, like was my drive step in a little bit? What was my contact? You know, if, if the ball goes in and it has, you know, good rotation and it's on a good line that I like, I don't really like watching the film too much. You know, if I'm hitting the ball well, some days I really don't like watching film on my kicks. I kind of like how I like how I felt that day. It goes back to that Nebraska game. Like I felt really good that day. And honestly, I don't, I don't watch my Nebraska game ever really. I just like how I felt and that feeling that I can replicate with the ball, like molded to my foot, you know, I just, that's, I don't, I don't look, I don't look for problems when there isn't really any there that are too noticeable. You know what I mean? And you've got great technique. Both of you guys have outstanding technique and it doesn't come from overthinking Jake. Yeah, I mean, just we we were kind of born with our own natural kicking swings. I think everybody um, was kind of like naturally born with one. So um, you just got to work with what you got and just keep trying to improve what like you were naturally given. Well, there's a reason why this podcast is the Simple Kicking Podcast. There's a reason why it's kind of a lounge because you keep it simple here, man. You kick back. You take it easy. You talk about what works for you. You talk about your struggles. You, can, you hang out with one another. And the whole point here is to help each other grow. Hey, Simple Kicking fans. This roundtable lasted a bit longer than usual because it was jam-packed with content. So I'm splitting it up into a couple of different segments. Tune in for the next segment covering more of a game day experience.